Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome back to the Know Your Role Player Podcast. I'm your host, Jay, the number 215 forever. Follow your boy on IG, and on my IG page is the podcast page. That is at Know Your Role Player underscore podcast. The best way that you can listen to this podcast is to download the Anchor app, right? So that's anchor.fm backslash Know Your Role Player. I'll spell that for you real quick. K-N-O-W-Y-A-R-O-L-E-P-L-A-Y-E-R. Now, whether you have Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, iHeartRadio Podcasts, Overcast, Breaker, or many, many more episodes, you will get notifications like the episode you are currently listening to becomes available. All right, all right, guys, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Today is Wednesday, November 9th. Now, guys... I ain't going to lie, I don't have the flu, but this is my flu game. I know you haven't had potted in a while, and I apologize for that, but this is the best my voice is, so I'm going to give it a go today. But uh, the super nasally can't do it, quality over quantity. I appreciate you guys rocking for me. I have a new high level of subscribers this week, so I appreciate all my new subscribers. Uh, as y'all be listening, y'all been telling a friend to tell a friend, so I really appreciate that. Let's jump right into it. Y'all know the rules. It's first things first. We always jump into the picks for the night's game. Even though there's a game that started tonight, that's okay. There's still a bunch of games on tonight. It was a big slate on Sunday. On Monday, excuse me, as y'all remember. And Tuesday, there was no games on as the NBA purposely had no games on so people can go vote. I thought that was pretty cool, too. So we'll start off with our picks for the night, and we'll take it from there. All right? All right. Now, the Magic and Mavericks have started already, so I'm going to leave that game alone. So I'm going to move to the next one. Portland is figured by three and a half. Right, no Yugas Nurchich, uh, no Jeremy Grant, um, Damian and and Anthony Simons are both starting. But this is really weird to me. If your two best players are starting, even though you're missing the center, I think you should still win this game. But the Hornets are home. The Hornets are a little desperate. The Hornets kind of play fast. Uh, I believe the Portland has a double a game tomorrow, but I'm gonna give the Trailblazers to win this thing by three and a half. Man. But this is gonna be a close game. Uh, Nuggets and Pacers, Denver's favorite by five and a half. Neither one of these teams play any defense, but I think the Nuggets' offense is just a lot better. Uh, it'll be a big game. The swing player for this game will be Miles Turner, uh, guarding Jokic. As we all know, Jokic is a triple-double threat every night. Uh, also, you know, DeJounte, excuse me, not DeJounte Murray, uh, Murray, <laughs> Jamal Murray, excuse me, and Michael Porter Jr. also looking to have a big bounce back game. This should be a high score in a bunch of threes games. I like Denver to win by five and a half, though. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks versus the Utah Jazz. I want to talk about Utah later. The Atlanta Hawks favored by four. I do not know if Trey Young is playing. We're going to assume he is. If he is, I like the Hawks to win by four. If he's not, I like the Jazz to win this game. The Celtics and Pistons. The Celtics are home and favored by 13. Pistons are three and eight. Uh, this game is expected not to be close, but I think the Pistons are going to have some fight in it. As we all know, the Celtics are one of the worst teams in the league. Is giving up opposing rebounds to, excuse me, giving up rebounds to opposing centers. Uh, they're ranked tenth in the league, and you know Isaiah Stewart should look to eat. Cade Cunningham has to bring it tonight. This game wants to be competitive. <sighs> I, this might be a bad pick, but I, I got the Pistons to come within thirteen. Uh, Knicks Nets Brooklyn's favored by three and a half. Brooklyn is still dysfunctional. Uh, I know the Nets are like five hundred, and he said. George Randall was quoting as saying, hey, no crazy drama over here. Well, no drama, but, you know, he could always do better. 
Uh, I actually gonna take the Knicks to win this game out, right? I'm I'm all out on the Nets. Uh, unless Kevin Durant just drops a triple double, I'm all out on the Nets. Rockets and Raptors. Uh, Toronto's favored by ten. I think this game is gonna be a blowout. Uh, it could be a sneaky backdoor cover, but I love the Raptors to blow this team out. After the Rockets stole a sneaky win from Orlando at Orlando, and not the same team on the road as they are at home. Pelicans and Bulls. New Orleans are favored by two. I think I like the Bulls in this game. I think the Pelicans will be fine, but they got to commit to defense. Uh, they begin to have a ton of points and getting scored on. I think they kind of been not really committed to it. So, But today I like the Bulls. I like the matchups. Suns and Timberwolves. Minnesota is favored by 1.5. All right, no Chris Paul. Rudy Gobert is playing tonight. And you just got to think that Devin Booker is going to go off. So what's the play? So if you think the Minnesota is going to bounce back, you can also think that uh, Anthony Edwards will play well, Quincy Tans will play well, you know. But I'm going to go with the Suns to win this game. Uh, Bucks Thunder. This is funny. No Drew Holiday, no Giannis, and Milwaukee is still favored by one and a half. Now, I know they got some inside problems that's going to give them with Bobby Portis and Brooke Lopez, but I'm going to go with the Thunder at home to pick up a dub. Uh, but they gotta they gotta play their guys. They can't be doing that weird, you know, minute restriction stuff for certain people. Uh, Lakers, Clippers, Clippers are three by three. I don't like the Lakers at all. I love the Clippers tonight. And Kings, Cavs. This game will be really close. <sighs> Both of these teams off a really close game last night. Um, we'll get into that in a minute. But I like the Cavaliers to come within four and a half. Oh, I'm gonna walk that back. I, I, I'm gonna take the Cavs to win by four and a half. I'm, I, don't, I don't like the Kings. I was gonna take the Kings. I don't like them anymore. All right, guys, let's just jump into today's topics. Uh, we're gonna do our power rankings. Uh, we're gonna do a little NBA news and notes, but we'll just kind of open the floor real quick. I want to talk about some injuries. So I gotta talk about Kawhi Leonard, right? And he shouldn't be the lead story to my pod, but there, there was—it's not even a report. Tyron Lewis said there is no timetable for his return. Now, that can mean everything and that can mean nothing. And I say that because of this. I do believe they said he's getting better. There's no structural damage, but he played a couple games and they shut it back down. I don't know what their plan is. I do think he plays by Thanksgiving or Christmas. Uh, probably not Thanksgiving. That's a couple. You know, I think he plays by Thanksgiving. Uh, or definitely Christmas at the latest. But I don't know what their plan was. Maybe they plan the 50 games. You know, Kawhi just not playing a lot of regular season games these days. But uh, it's definitely something to look on to because... Listen, this year and next year is it for the Clippers, man. Uh, they got all their money in, and uh, we'll see what happens, all right? So, real quick, a couple news and notes around the NBA. <sighs> Y'all already know the Kyrie situation. As we are standing today, he is suspended for a minimum of five games. He has this crazy list of stuff he's got to do. Uh, again, I, I will never support being anti-Semitic or having a rate. hate versus another group. I don't think he has hate. I think he posted something without having context to know what it is. That's also very dangerous because your platform, you are responsible for what you put in your platform, for better or worse. Um, I think this Kyrie thing's coming to an end. I think there's a trade or a release coming soon. I think they're just trying to find some value, so they just don't want to cut him and lose everything. Uh, you know, Howard Beck talked about the other day, it's time to blow up the nets. Ben Simmons look like a shell of himself. It'll be very interesting to see if he starts tonight or not because, you know, he put him off the bench because he had his knee drained. He played about 20 minutes, didn't do anything. But it'll be very interesting if Jacques Vaughn, which is the new permanent coach, they're no longer hiring Emmett Udoka, what they said, we'll see what happens. Um, but it'll be very, very interesting <laughs> to see how that plays out. Because if you look at it, Durant requited trust. All right, the offseason was the best. 
The owner said, I'm sticking with Sean Marks and Steve Nash. Steve Nash tells the GM they're not responding to me. They mutually part ways. Now the GM's looking suspect. Uh, Kyrie's kind of, you know, all over the place. There's instability. The team doesn't look good. They look kind of lifeless. I, I don't know, man. This ship either has to get right or, or gets exited. And I think a decision has to be made one way or another very soon. All right. Also, Cam Johnson for the Suns is out for one to two months after suffering a torn meniscus. So we're going to send a big get well soon to Cam Johnson. He's been playing really good. It was interesting. Uh, Marcus Spears had reported that even with the injury to Cam Johnson, that Jay Crowder still ain't coming back to these Suns. I would like to get context on what happened because I don't know how that relationship got so sour. Uh, Crowder's a really solid 3 and D player and they can really use him now. But uh, he's kind of staying on his principles, and they're not pressing him for it. So I don't know. I think they'd like to get something done. Uh, I, I want to talk about the Warriors today. So let's talk about today's topics. I want to talk about the Warriors. I want to admit I'm wrong about the Utah Jazz. And I just want to talk about some stuff that I've seen, all right? Uh, but let's slide it to Monday. There's a lot of games on Monday. Without going into every game, I just want to talk about a couple of notes and things I saw. Uh, it's going to be a tough year for the Magic. You know, they do have good uh, forwards as far as Franz Wagner, Paolo Benchero. They have solid bigs, Wendell Carter, Bo Bo. Um, but they don't need, they have no guard play. I mean, they got torched the other night by guard uh, Darren Fox. He hits a game-winning shot on, on Saturday. And then they lose again on Monday, 134. And again, guards give them the business. Jalen Green drops 34. And Kevin Porter Jr. drops 17, 11, and 8. And, and that's what I look at this team and what they're bad at. And if I look at their forwards, they play well. Paulo Benchero, 30.6 rebounds, uh, 4 assists. Franz Wagner, four, 7 assists, 5 rebounds, 23 points. Um, and Wendell Carter Jr., 15 points and 7 rebounds. But um, they basically start 4 forwards, 2 forwards and 2 centers. So Benchero and Wagner are forwards, and Wendell Carter Jr. and Bull Bull basically centers in a guard. That's a horrible lineup, man. They, they need some... Stuff in there. I would love to one day see Jonathan Isaac, but that sounds like a dream. Uh, I've been trying to find an update for that. I will find one by Friday for y'all, but, you know, I, I'm going to stick with my pick. I did think this team was better than they were. The uh, injuries to Cole Anthony and Markel Fultz has hurt them a lot. Uh, we'll see what happens, though, guys. Man. It, it ain't looking good. All right. Let's keep it moving. Uh, What do we else want to talk about? Oh, can I talk about the Sixers? So, a couple of funny things. Uh, Joel Embiid did return finally for missing a couple of games after having reportedly the flu. And um, he said a couple of funny things. One, he said the Sixers season officially just started now that the Philly season is over. And so without bringing up another sport, if you don't know, the Phillies had lost in the World Series to six games and to the Houston Astros. Shout out to Houston. Um, and Embiid said basically, you know, everything we did before doesn't count. But I did like some things I've seen in that game. Now, listen, I know I'm not a Doc Rivers guy. I'm not an Elton Brand guy, and I'm starting out to be a Daryl Morey guy, but I'm all in on Embiid. I'm not a Harden guy either. But I did like something i seen. Going against a team like the Phoenix Suns, and even though Chris Paul got hurt in the game, hope he gets well soon, they're a team that hunts a lot of mid-range shots. And the Sixers, and Joel Embiid specifically, likes to drop coverage. Okay, so what do you say with drop coverage? So let's say Devin Booker is at the top of the three-point line, dribbling the ball, and DeAndre Eaton comes up and set a screen. All right, Devin Booker does an inside-out dribble. He drives towards the rim. He pulls up from 15. Now, Embiid has dropped coverage, so his responsibility is to protect the paint but still try to contest the shot if it gets closer out there. So, But a lot of times, they give up these mid-range shots. Now, a lot of teams aren't great at shooting mid-range uh, jumpers, 
But Phoenix is probably one of the best in the league. And I did like how the adjustment came for where the Sixers bigs, Paul Reed and Joel Embiid, played up on him. Now, you can't do it for 48 minutes, but I do think that a defense is better when they attack. When a defense is, you know, not attacking, not frustrating, not physical, I don't think it's effective at all. To me, the best defenses are always the ones that attack that are aggressive. I think you get results. Even though you can get beat by aggression, I think you get some good results from that. Um, let's talk about some other stuff. All right, y'all. I, I got to be honest with y'all. I got to be honest. I said before that how the Utah Jazz are not good. I also said before how, you know, the Sixers started off 3-0 and and they finished the record with like 12 wins. But I got to be honest, this Utah team has talent. They have a lot of veterans, and they have this nasty five out. I talked about it before. I want to bring it up briefly again. Of Colin Sexton, Mike Conley, Jordan Clarkson, Kelly Olenek, and Laurie Markkinen. Now, five collectively, they're not the greatest players. But this five out system where anybody can drive and kick, it gives defenses a ton of problems. They play fast. They play together. They play really hard. And they're solid. Man. Like I said, I still don't think it's sustainable. I still think they're going to come back down to earth. They lost a lot of, they've won a lot of close games, and their schedule is going to get a little bit harder. But they did what they're supposed to do. And listen, if you're if you're the Utah Jazz and you win that many games, what's the play? Obviously, you have a ton of veterans that teams are still going to want. But you know, we'll see what happens. All right. Um, real quick, I want to do the top five power rankings, and I want to wrap it up with the Cleveland Cavaliers. All right. Okay. So real quick, number one, the Milwaukee Bucks come in nine and one. Uh, despite losing their first game of the season to the Atlanta Hawks, the Bucks are still off to the best record in franchise history on the strength of their number one defense. Now, if you remember, they always had a good defense, but they gave up a ton of threes. And they gave up a lot of open three looks. They kind of fixed that, and we'll see how that goes as long as the season goes along. Um, Milwaukee continues to be elite to protect the rim with Brook Lopez and Giannis and making good on their preseason promise to cut down on the number of threes they give up, limiting teams to 316 in 2022-2023 after allowing our NBA record 40.6. And that kind of references Grant Williams. Uh, if you remember in game six that Grant Williams hit all those threes, he was wide open the whole game. I don't think it's a bad strategy. I just feel like if you leave a guy wide open, he is a pro. And, you know, you live by the three, you die by the three. You live by the philosophy, you die by the philosophy. All right. Um, I just want to talk about the Cavs briefly. And then I'll go into detail after I do this top five. So the Cleveland Cavaliers are 8-2. With the start of the Cavs season has been a dream, looking out 8-2. But it doesn't mean uh, losses such as the one Monday night to the Clippers don't sting. The Cavs held a 13-point lead with five minutes to go before the Clippers surged and came back and won the game. On the bright side, Evan Mobley exploded for season-high 21.6 points in the loss. All right? I will talk about the Cavs before we get off the show. The Phoenix, even though I was worried about them, they're still turning. Chris Paul got hurt. I think they'd be okay. I believe Devin Booker will be fine in the number one role as far as being more assertive as a scorer while still maintaining balance and kind of uh, opening up shots for other guys and being a facilitator. I think they'll be fine. Uh, number four is the Boston Celtics. Listen, Boston defense as far as protecting the rim is still a little creaky, and they're still letting guards get by them, but their defense is good. Jason Tatum is one of the best five players in the league, and they're 7-3. And, and number five is the Utah Jazz at 9-3. Right, and again, I gotta eat some of my words. Y'all know I was talking bad about him. Uh, let's see here. Jordan Clarkson is thriving as a full time starter. 
a role that he hasn't had since the 2015 and 2016 season. He's proving he can succeed as a playmaker, not just a gunner, averaging 5.2 assists for context as twice his career rate, all right? His 18.3 points per game is just shy of his career high in 2021 when he was a sixth man of the year, and his field goal percentage of 556 is his best yet. So he's playing lights out. Um, Mike Conley's playing good. Everybody's playing good. They're starting five. Uh, they have good bench players. They play hard. They play with great energy. And I'm just looking forward to seeing this team. You know, I talked bad about them, but I want to enjoy their success for however long that their success might be. All right? So I want to take a couple seconds to just talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers and wrap this show up. Uh, before I talked about them, uh, Friday I'll do a deep dive on the Clippers and Warriors. I will say this. The Warriors did come back and defeat the um, Sacramento Kings, but if Steph Curry has to score 40-plus points to beat the Kings, I, I don't like it. It's not sustainable. Again, to me, he's having the best year of his career starting off the season, and I talked about how last season – that his numbers really weren't that great, even though he had some highs. But I love how he played this season. The Warriors, we're going to do a deep dive on them this weekend. All right? But I want to talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, this episode will probably be named Don't Sleep in Cleveland. All right? Now, as y'all know, I love role players, but I love stars too. And I really got to give credit to the GM of this team for putting this roster together. All right. Remember last year, they had a really solid team, but they got torched by injuries at the end of last year. Uh, nobody thought they would be a top two team in the league right now. And I think it's very sustainable. You know, um, Mitchell and Gar- uh, Garland have proven to be carried offenses. Uh, you know, Mitchell is really a scorer. He's a phenomenal three point shot. He's super athletic. He kind of reminded me of D Wade, but he's got much of a better jump shot. He's more jump shot reliant. Uh, and his defense isn't like Wade's, but. I always loved the Mitchell's game. I thought people soured on him way too quick because they kind of associated him with Utah, even though I like individually, I always like a player with this much talent and his upside. You know, Darius Garland is probably the smoothest, funnest player to watch. Uh, to me, he's the guy that creates for others. Even though Mitchell can do it, to me, Darius Garland will be a guy that'll average well over 10 rebounds as the Cavs continue to improve their roster and improve their three-point shooting, right? I talked about before about the one weakness in the Cavs, the wing position. I'm not going to go deep into that, but I got to give them some love in the front court. When you have two smaller guys like Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell, it is imperative that you match them with bigs that can defend. And now with Mobley, you got like a KG light. I'm not exaggerating by that, but a guy that is super fluid and that can switch on to multiple guys. And by Jared Allen, you got a phenomenal rebounder, a defender, and a player that knows his role. Jared Allen will not play outside himself. He won't demand the ball. Even though he might do a post up here and there, but he plays his role. And that's the thing. This team has so much great cohesion. They play together. To me, again, a wing will shoot them to the top. Even without them, they're going to be one of the top four teams in the uh, Eastern Conference. And I think they're way better than Miami. Again, Miami's a conversation for this weekend. But I love, L-O-V-E love what the Cavaliers are doing. Um, they opened the season at plus 10,000 odds. To win the NBA title. They are now at 2,200. I'm not saying that'll happen, but that's interesting. Also, they opened the season at a plus 1,000. Right now, they're at a plus 1,000 to make the Eastern Conference. And they opened the season at plus 35,000. So, you know, you got to respect Vegas. They know what they're talking about. I love this team, man. I love, love, love this team. So, we're going to look at these teams, man. Um, teams as the Utah Jazz, the Cleveland Cavaliers, 
the Miami Heat, the Golden State Warriors. Again, Miami, their best players aren't improving. I haven't seen the leap from – I know it's how to talk about it Friday, but just for a second. They're 4-7, and seven, right? So there is concern. And again, after 10 games, y'all know that's a little sample size. Now, to me, 20 is where you can really find some stuff, but after we're going to check some stuff this weekend, right? Um, their best players are not improving. Kyle Lowry, after missing a lot of last year with personal reasons, has just not been great this year. Uh, Bam Adebayo has been up and down, inconsistent. Jimmy Butler has improved his three-point shot somewhat, but Tyler Hero hasn't made the leap. Uh, Duncan Robinson was a phenomenal shooter, but just kind of doesn't bring a dynamic to the team that they need. They have solid bench players, but it definitely seemed like they kind of peaked last year. Like I said, things have a way to even themselves out. The defense will get better. Um, the star players will be healthier, so I'm not totally worried about the Heat, but I don't buy their upsides. I once bit it before, as I think the East is a much better conference now. Um, I already talked about the Clippers before. I'm not going to go d- double down on them. So let's talk about the schedule for this weekend. So as I said before, I'm dealing with a little bit of a cold. Today's Wednesday. I didn't get a chance to get a Monday pod out. I just, my voice just wasn't going to have it. But I would like to get a Friday or Saturday pod. Now, let's talk Let's talk about that. If I can't, if I can't, if my voice doesn't sound good, it hasn't improved, I'll push it to Saturday. But I definitely want to give y'all a Saturday pod. No Sunday pod. We'll let the weekend relax and we'll recap everything on Monday. All right? So that's the weekend plans. As always, like, share, and subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. This pod was a little shorter. So let's talk about the podcast one too. As the season gets deeper and as we get a deeper dives, I'll do whatever y'all want. Right now, I want to keep the podcast short and precise. I have a thing where I can ramble sometimes. So 20, 25 minutes is perfect for me. Again, Fridays, we'll kind of do deep dives. We'll do the Zach Lowe article. We'll do deep dives on all these teams. We'll bring out some numbers. You know, we'll have some fun with it. But again, I want to keep this podcast short. Just to give you an update. Again, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for supporting me. We have reached a new level of listeners. It's very humbling. Um, and I'm excited, man. I know I talked about YouTube before. I didn't forget y'all. Everything will come in due time. But I appreciate all the love and support. Please tell a friend to tell other friends. To tell other friends, man. Like, share, and subscribe. Hashtag K-N-O-W-Y-A-R-O-L-E-P-L-A-Y-E-R. All right? Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Hashtag Know Your Role Player. All links for episodes to come up. Um, Apple Podcasts and Spotify are my number one and number two places to listen to. But there's over 10 places to listen to, all right? So we have variants. Um, we have markets. We understand all of that, man. Website's coming soon. Merch, I'm going to hold off on. I do want to do merch, but, you know, I have to let everything grow before I do much. I really want to focus this season on expanding and consistency. So I want to have over 100 episodes. I want to have a minimum of two episodes every week, all right? If I can't do the three episodes, that's fine. But the Wednesday and Friday or the Monday and Friday, that's very important. And I want to make sure y'all get what y'all want because y'all hoop heads, I love giving y'all the news. And we're going to take it like that, all right? I'll talk to y'all on Friday or Saturday. We'll see how things go. Hopefully, y'all feel better. Y'all be safe. Wear your mask. You know what I mean? Social distancing. Whatever you got to do, man. Stay stay, uh, safe out here. I'll talk to y'all soon. Peace.